0: This is Women in Leadership podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says we get to discover the key to our jail cells. What's this? Well, Stick around because we're going to find out more because joining me on today's show is April Ballestero. Now, April, she is an author. She's the founder as well as the strategic leadership coach of One Light Ahead. She's also host of Addressing the Elephant in the Room podcast, which I had the pleasure of being interviewed on. So now I get to do the pleasure of interviewing her. Now, April, she is thankful to be a voice and a vessel to impact leaders who are ready to look into the mirror, own their leadership, defeat destructive behavior or mindset, as well as walk their talk to love what they do again and empower others in their journey. Now, on today's show, April is going to share being relentless is absolutely required. Asking questions is a foundation of her gifting, as well as living unlayered. Well, that is a daily commitment. So welcome to the show, April.
1: Very thankful to be here and excited to, as you so kindly said in advance, uh, you know, the opportunity we all get to be a vessel and the opportunity we all get to just be present and connect and be a resource is always a gift. So thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I would love for you to share a little bit more over because, uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, I had the pleasure of being interviewed on your podcast addressing the elephant in the room. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about your recent book, which is exciting, as well as the three key points talk a little bit, if you would share, what addressing the elephant in the room is all about and how people can go and listen to that because it's a great show. But then I'd imagine that from that and the work that you do, you then decided to write this book, create this content that's going to help people. But tell us a little bit about that journey and addressing the elephant in the room. What's that all about?
1: I love that you asked, and you are one of the many great guests that we get to interview. And we, we we are very purposeful because so many people don't realize there there are elephants in the room. And some of them are very, very evident. And some of them are small, and then they get bigger, and they get bigger. And ironically, it started uh, under during a COVID process when we all got in the midst of, you know, camped out, if you will. And I got hooked on NCIS uh the whole history of NCIS uh, is a silly show and actually a pretty decent one. And there was a season where they had a actual picture on the wall of an elephant in the room. And then once, uh, it, it resonated with me because I had some life that I needed. I had an elephant that was getting bigger and bigger. And I really had an opportunity to determine how I wanted to address it. And ironically, you know, sometimes we don't realize that we do a lot through our business first. And then we recognize where it shows up in our personal life. And yeah. so I got an opportunity to speak and they asked me what I wanted to speak on. And I said, well, let's do a dress of the elephant in the room. And then it became a podcast. And then it, it just went through a whole journey. And ironically, even in Australia, there's a coach that reached out to me on LinkedIn. And she also was interviewed recently on the podcast. And that's how we got connected, actually, Miss Jane Turner. Wow. And so uh, the gift, uh, she started helping me discover what was the message I wanted to create and so it's been a wonderful joy to to provide a platform for people to really start having some tough conversations about what is their elephant what is it i love one of our guests says you know what keeps me up at night what are the conversations that i'm i'm having a difficult time having with myself and others and then how does it show up and then we get into deep conversations about what it means and how we take a little bite out of that elephant so that aspect was the podcast I'm sure I can keep on track. So if you want me to keep going on that, or and what I what I think is so fascinating about
0: that, and there's a couple of things that I just want to pick up on before you move to the next piece, is that, and you said, you know, that one of the elephants or the elephant in your room was something that was continuing to increase, and I would imagine that through the opportunities of being able to speak to guests about their elephant, if something is not Addressed or something is left undre- uh, undressed, <laughs> unaddressed, it can continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger till all of a sudden something happens and there's no room to move anymore. That elephant is there and taking up all of that space. And another thing too, and I know you're going to share a little bit more about the key, through the key points, is how often do we think that we are only struggling with that particular elephant? Yet when we hear the stories of, of your guests, and I'm sure you've had this too, it's like, oh, I'm so glad Then I'm not the only person who has had to address that or is addressing that. And that can be such a, a relief, if you will, isn't it, that you're not the only one that is experiencing that.
1: And Emory, you you spoke in that authenticity aspect as well. Is that you know when we show up and we recognize that we're willing to look in the mirror and we're willing to be transparent or vulnerable about that, then we give other people permission to say, I I, I can resonate with that. I, I I connect with that. There's something that is a and addressing our fears, which in some cases are elephants. Sometimes it is a uh, a deeper layer than a fear, uh, and can get. That's a whole nother deep conversation yet. Uh, and that's ultimately what the book is called, the slaying the onion, which the onion is ourself. And a lot more often than not, just like onions, they have an impact on us. Uh, and sometimes that can be an added flavor or sometimes that can be a added tear that we're not ready to face, right? And so the gift of slaying a little at a time is we're willing to take on, like you said, addressing that big old elephant or that tiny little elephant. And in some cases, they're so big that you're not sure where to start. And that's really where that little bite. And that's why I, I mean, the first episode we did was on was on interracial relationships. I mean, that was the absolute first episode we did. And yeah. we're like, this is a mammoth elephant. This is a, mammoth, uh, <laughs> elephant. This <isn't laughs> a little uh-huh. elephant. Uh-huh absolutely
0: you know something else that I'm sure that we would have experienced and I know that I certainly learned from mentors and then kind of you know then planting a seed and thinking isn't that interesting that sometimes we may not necessarily be aware of the elephant that is in our room yet people around us are and some people are more you know able to come forward and say hey I don't know if you realize this but one of the the things that I learned was we're so often the elephants that we struggle with, we're certainly able to see those in other people. So if something is showing up for us in other people, and it may be a trigger, uh, it may just be something that we have in ourselves that need to be uh, addressed. And have you found too that with whatever elephant, in people's rooms, that when they have healed from it, dealt with it, and and it's no longer really a barrier, we always need to be mindful of situations that may trigger us. We get through it a lot quicker, but it's, ah, there's that elephant again. Nope, not going to get me today. Because you've got better uh, abilities to deal with that, better strategies, better decisions, and you're able to to make it from that empowered decision rather than reacting, you know, respond. Do you find that? Has that been something that you've seen in in the guests?
1: Absolutely, uh, and it's interesting you say that. In 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 some respects, it's kind of uh, for some reason. This is what's coming up for me to share, but it's, it's almost like a smoker. And if you've ever been a smoker and you've given up smoking, it, it's that awareness of that freedom in some aspects, right? And yet, uh, there's another aspect. I mean, or any other you know vice, if you will, there's an aspect that happens that you're now free from that chain if you will and i say that with the elephant and the same thing when we have an elephant that is holding on to us and holding this hostage which is why i use the Joso terminologies and yeah. that's a whole nother conversation right is the ability to to have freedom from that to, to have yeah. the ability and yet once you are free of it then you don't you get an opportunity as you start to get freer and freer how do I help people see what happened to me? How do Mm -hmm. I recognize what happened in that moment? And I can tell you for myself personally, and I talk about it in a recent solo cast, is the fact that all of a sudden you wake up one morning, you recognize the the gel or the little chain is no longer on that that foot. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment and you say, okay, what happened? And one of my coaches got a a friend of mine and uh, said, you have an opportunity to recognize that you literally do. And I literally went through a divorce in that season. And he says, you also recognize that you divorced your whole identity previously, and you mm-hmm. prepared yourself for that next stage. You prepared yourself for, although we have areas where we're growing personally and professionally, there are areas that we're still, as you said, dealing with, and we're not the only one that's been through that. We don't, we're not the only one that had a situation that was so unique in our mind and yet it wasn't, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what you're saying is that, you know, when, uh, and so for me personally, are there some opportunities for triggers at at moments? Absolutely. In the same aspect, learning how to be liberated um, from some situations and opportunities to see how I was operating. Uh, So I share that personally and I share it in the book as well as uh, many other stories, is the opportunity to recognize where we've created, we think in some cases, we created our own gel cell and, uh, and that's why the elephant is an easier way to have a conversation with it at times uh, because <laughs> that elephant is something out there, right? It's not in here. And yet it, most often that what's happening in that elephant is in here and we have an opportunity to figure out how we can communicate about it and how we can really decide that we're ready to face that.
0: Yeah, so true. And, and I think some of the things that you've spoken about already speak into the, the being relentless is so important, absolutely required. We've said in the intro, which is so true that when any, Uh, situation or something is triggering us that elephant in the room as we're working through that we need to be relentless and we most often need to continue to be relentless it may not take us as much time because as you said we may look down at our ankle and no longer is that chain you know tied to our foot but if it's something that's familiar and we um you know, allow ourselves to get back into that, you know, the, the same negative thought patterns, um, negative actions, we can be tying that chain right back around our ankle again, can't we? So speak a little bit more about the the relentless piece. What do you mean? Maybe what did you do? What are some of the steps that you've seen work really well when it comes to some of the people you've interviewed? Share some insights in this area, please.
1: Well, relentless is a really big terminology and it was fun. I have a beautiful copyright editor that really helped us be purposeful about sharing that message. And it was an awareness that, and it showed up for me years and years ago. And then I'll speak on how it came for some of the guests is that I showed up to do a proposal years ago, long before I was a coach. And I get to realize that I got to climb a large building. I was not poorly, I was poorly dressed for that opportunity. And I determined that I'm here to do a job and I'm going to do the job and I'm going to have to, I get to uh, deal with whatever I get to do to get it done because we, the long-term result is what we're ultimately focused on. And so what happens in a lot of the guests is, and even as a coach, I remind people we get to focus on what we gain, not what we're losing, not what we're letting go of. And so often, and that's what happens with the elephants, is when we're facing the elephant, we're having a conversation with the elephant. And it was one of them I just recently recorded. It would be live in a few weeks. Uh, he talked about those anchor moments and these opportunities when we don't. And I have I shared with him recently. I, I keep speaking about this one because it really, you don't, right when we show up being relentless, sometimes we'll have an impact. My children would tell you that uh, I've had an impact on some of their moments where they loved it, share and they're happy about it. And there's some moments where, yeah, I didn't that didn't go the way I planned. Right. Yes. And he talked about that in a recent podcast. We had one uh, quite a while ago. And you never know. I mean, the one that just got recently released last week, a week ago, uh, he said, you know, the elephant steps on my time. And we ended up having this very comical conversation about time management and boundaries and understanding what's really important. And it's it's a unique elephant in some ways, but everybody has that challenge and we have different reasons. We choose what time we spend, how we spend, etc. cetera. And it was a, a very comical, but very as you get into the podcast very intense conversation about how he decided what really mattered to him and how he wanted to inspire the people that were listening. And by the end of it, and he's a beekeeper on top of that. So it was a lot of fun to have just how he chose different things that were important. And those are relatively simple conversations, right? Then yes. you've had some of the deeper podcast guests. And uh, and some of the things that I talk deeper about in the book is the awareness that there's some harder subjects. There's some subjects that we can just barely start touching on because it's so intense that we can start to cover the top of the uh, onion. And, yeah. and as we start to peel away at a layer, then we discover there's another layer. And then we discover there's another layer. And uh, and we ha- I remind people that there's an opportunity to be real tender and real aware. And I love how you say, you know, we can have triggers and we don't even know that we have triggers and we don't know sometimes what they're attached to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that you you, you shared, I'd love to, to uh, just a conversation that I had with someone just a couple of weeks ago, and there's a lot of complexities. Uncertainty is what, certainly one. Um, decisions, you know, life-changing decisions having to be made. I mean, particularly here in Australia and I think all around the world. And when you think about, and I know that there's various Um, what do you call them, a quiz or a checklist that has actually shown that certain experiences that we go through in our life, some of them are every day, some of them are significant emotional events, has a certain factor or a percentage around the the amount of stress that is put on someone's body. And and today I actually spoke to, we, we batch record, but I spoke to a psychiatrist, psychologist, and she was saying that depending on what's happening, what we're doing emotionally can cause you know us um, to to react uh, physically and if you're at high stress all the time you can become sick or you can limit your body's ability to heal and we know that we've been created our bodies will heal when you get a sore I mean unless of course you've got um, you know a, a genetic that, that may stop that but we've got the ability to heal and stress can certainly cause that but when things happen we may not realize that there's been little what I call little emotional events along our life and then some, major happens and this is what I learned when I um, studied NLP and so forth Mm -hmm. that those all of a sudden that major event triggers the lot and it strengthens the lot and I mention that because some people may be thinking I don't know what's wrong with me why are some others handling this so well and I'm really struggling or why is this something that I'm struggling with again I thought I dealt with it There's nothing wrong with you at all. We all go through this. It's just that some of us have got better resources. You just need to learn better resources, don't you? Or you need to take a time out and completely, you know, kind of de-stress or allow things to let go as you're dealing with that. And I think that's wonderful about the conversations that you have on your podcast, April, because You know, that saying, and we have that here in Australia, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to say, you know what, I really need to talk to someone. I just need a shoulder to cry on whatever it might be, whatever that time is out for you. And I think when we can start to, I don't know if the word normalise, but allow people to realise it's nothing wrong with you, but take the time or get the support you need, whatever it is, to be able to help yourself. And that may be speaking to someone. Have you found that that's similar in the conversations that, that you have had as well, April?
1: Absolutely. And I uh, literally mentioned in the book about one of the podcasts I did recently because I, it was really uh, interesting that I was another professional in the coaching industry and openly coached me. I purposely set him up to coach me on something that I knew when he said it oh that makes so much simple sense and then he immediately went back and picked up his elephant wow. and and it happened right on the podcast and it was so powerful wow. to watch how easily we we could we could have the answer right in front of us and if we're not ready to grab a hold of it and we're we're still in resistance we're holding on to something and, and so one of the things that I do throughout the book, and I've learned through years of coaching and uh, teaching and training, is that sometimes, and I have a couple exercises in the book that walk people through slowly unpeeling the layers without realizing they're unpeeling it, because sometimes we need to come at it from a different perspective. Because like you said, I know there's something happening there. I don't know what it's attached to, and I'm so close to it. Sometimes the elephant's so right in my face that... I can see it, I just don't know how I'm holding on to it. Yeah, yeah. But
0: as you're peeling that onion, so to speak, you don't want that elephant just coming down, crashing on top of you. So coming at it in a different way will allow you to break it down into more bite-sized pieces. And it depends on each other. You know, everyone is different. Just because someone approaches it one way and can get over it in five minutes, um, it may take you longer. You know, something that I learned, and I'd love to just, you know, share this and, and whether you want to unpack this a little bit, mm-hmm. I think self-awareness is so important. I've, I've always been saying that, you know, being a career coach from, um, from in a former uh, business. And and what I mean by that is when people are more aware of what are my core values, what environments make me um, or enable me to work at my best. Similarly, what wears me out. And I know that as an introvert, and I would have said when I was younger, it would have been more of an extrovert. But an introvert, a lot of times speaking to people and being what I call on drains me. And when I'm drained, I know that I'm not able to think. My my brain doesn't work properly and the things that come out of my mouth is is not what I'm actually hearing. And I know that I just need to give myself a time out. My temper is shorter. You only have to ask my family, you know, those kind of things. And I think when we are aware of that, we, we know that certain situations, well, I'm going to avoid that because I know that that kind of can have me go one way. I need to have, ex, you know, exercise, whatever it is. We're then better able to be relentless, I guess, and, or at least create an environment in, in which it is empowering rather than disempowering. Would you say that's true? Maybe something that you've experienced?
1: Absolutely. And I want to go back to the it's okay not to be okay. And uh, some of my clients have said that that's one of the best gifts I give them immediately is to give themselves permission to have moments of recognizing what, what does make them uncomfortable, what does impact their, I mean, what I just heard you say is, and a a dear friend of mine, uh, when I I helped her understand this, she had people fatigue. And so after uh, certain, uh, introverts they go through a season where, okay, can I, I, I'm, I'm ready to shut down now. I'm ready to have some quiet time or couch time or whatever it may be. Right. And the gift is that we get to, to uh, provide that for ourselves. And uh-huh. the way I love to explain it is a way I heard years ago, uh, picture yourself as a juice box and everybody needing anything from you. You know, those little cardboard juice boxes from
0: uh-huh.
1: that I may be dating myself yet <laughs> to uh, understand that everybody is a straw. Everybody that needs anything from you in just one day is a straw. And so uh-huh. their opportunity is to determine, okay, if I'm putting the straw, if, as the straws are coming in, there's juice coming out. And so our opportunity is to determine how am I making sure I put juice back in? Because it's my job to put juice back in. It's not anybody else's job. And for me, I love what you said of of becoming self-aware, which is something I work on often reminding people is the self-awareness is the opportunity to determine what is that juice for me so that I truly have more to give and more ability to fill it up, if that makes sense. Oh,
0: it makes total sense. And one of the areas that you want to speak about more in the introduction, we said asking questions is a foundation of my gifting. And as I think about asking questions, to me it's really about being curious. Mm -hmm. And when you go from a place of being curious, what's happening there? And then I guess that's a great way to start to look at the peels around the onion, maybe remove that a little bit, speak a bit more about questions. And do you have some favourite questions that perhaps you can share that will enable us to start being a bit courageous as we're looking at to peeling our onions.
1: I love that question. And there's so many questions. I have a whole, I mean, there's actually a, a full a multitude of books on what questions to ask. So I would totally recommend anyone that is any type of industry that asks question to yep. look at for some opportunities like that. Yeah. The first thing I would say is make sure that we're open asking open-ended questions so that we have an opportunity to not get a yes or no. Uh, the other thing is when we're asking questions of ourselves, and I love the uh, opportunity of curiosity because it, uh, so often, and I talk about this often so many times is that we, when we show up in a conversation, those of us that have not learned the depth of being truly listening is we show up with an immediate, we're already thinking about what is our response to the question instead of, and we get an opportunity to truly listen and say, Anne-Marie, this is what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. And that confirms first that you agreed with what I heard. And then mm-hmm. I get to say, so tell me more about that. That's a ridiculously simple question to open up to make sure that you heard more of what you wanted to hear or what they wanted to share. And, uh, and more often than not, as a coach, I get to listen to what's not being said. And now the interesting thing, when I got to put it into a book is I didn't get to ask the next question because more often than not, I'll say, Oh, i I used to say, I'm asked, this will be my last question. And I've learned to stop saying that because more often <laughs> than not, it causes another question.
0: it's just something that a coach does, doesn't it? Let's just follow this thread and see where it goes. Yeah,
1: right. There isn't. So one of the questions that I, I think is really, really powerful when we have something that triggers us, when we have something that's really gnawing at us, is sometimes the question is, uh, how can I reframe this? And that's what I talk a lot about with the jail cell concept, which I'm sure you will work towards, is the awareness that uh, how we we perceive something and how we decide to reframe it uh, is an opportunity. So sometimes I'm gonna I have a tendency or many people will have a tendency that will immediately question, okay, how to, or self doubt. And there's so many people go into that. We've talked a lot about that before. And our opportunity is to reframe and say, okay, what do I trust about myself? What do I trust about others? What do I, what do I have an opportunity to open myself up to what other ways I can look at this?
0: Mm. I love the way that you've reminded us about that because you know so often what we can do and listen to our responses. And as a coach, you're able to do that. I think what you've just shared with us is a great way for us to be mindful about what are we saying. Um, something that I learned you know, so often we generalize. And what I mean by that, everyone thinks that I'm blah 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 blah. And a great way for a coach to 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 kind of. Re- Everyone, You mean, well, not everyone, and then you can start unpacking it slightly. And that's the kind of thing I think too, which beautifully segues into living unlaid as a daily commitment. We have to look at what we are saying, what environments that we're putting ourselves into. Uh, For instance, you know, there's a lot of, and unfortunately, you know, mainstream media talks about doom and gloom, a lot of things that are shared, which are just not true. And so if we are completely surrounding ourselves with that on a day in and day out basis, it's going to impact us negatively and how we we are, how we show up physically. You know, we could be making ourselves sick because of what we hear and see on, on TV and what we surround ourselves with. So when you talk about that jail cell, because what we're doing could be keeping us in that jail cell yes. with that ball and chain around our ankle, unable to move, how can we start to address that and continue to live unlayered and un—you know—chained to that chain and, and, and uh, jail cell? What are some things we need to consider,
1: April? Well, and the reason I always remind myself and others that it's a daily commitment because in many, especially if it's brand new to you, it feels hard. It feels unnatural because the world teaches us to be in surface level. The world teaches us to, I'm okay. Even if I'm not okay, and that that is such a sad place for us to be, and there is an opportunity for us to and I tease and, and joke with people. I purposely surround myself with a multitude of coaches that keep pulling at my layers so that I truly live unlayered at all times, as much as I know consciously how to, uh, because as we all have, we have one layer after another layer, and after you d- dove in ten layers, you still got another ten to go or more. Uh, now I talk, I help people under work on a limited amount at the beginning because it is so immediate and yet so deep. And so we can start having, asking a simple question and then we start discovering that question is attached to another thought that's attached to another thought. And that's where we don't recognize. And that's why I say we get to discover and I use the word discover because, uh, we, we will all of a sudden say, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Right. (laughs) And I didn't know that that was something I was attached to. And, and and that's what, I love how you keep bringing the elephant. I didn't realize sometimes how often I get to coincide those. <laughs> and yeah, well, it does. It
0: beautifully uh, relates to one another, do, doesn't it? Because otherwise that elephant will continue to remain in that room. And as you say, it continues to fester to the point that obviously what something could have been dealt with and handled, you know, smaller onion, all of a sudden has got a lot, lot more rings and the elephant's a lot more, uh, a lot bigger. What would you say then to someone who has listened today or watched today and said, yeah, April, I can see that I've got a couple of elephants in in my room, sometimes it can become really overwhelming to A, where do I start? What do I do? Can you give us just some set? Other than, of course, and we're going to share how people can get in contact with you, how they can get a copy of the book once it's there, but what are some things that we can start off with first? Because as a coach and obviously having worked with many clients in this area, there's often a couple of steps that people can start to do that will give them at least not that feeling of overwhelm and, you know, spiraling and out of control, if you will. What can you share here?
1: There's so many, and yet so little. Uh, it depends on what resonates with each person, and okay. yet the first one that really came up for me and more often than not we don't recognize how much how many things we have in our mind and how many things are taking up space and more often than not i will ask my clients have you done a brain dump recently they're like and when i first asked them I'm like what no okay i did that 30 days ago <laughs> and more often and sometimes i'll walk clients through a brain dump and just say okay here's five minutes get everything out of your head get it on paper you don't realize you're carrying it around and those elephants will have dominoes to them. Right. Uh, and it could be a silly thing as, you know, I've got this to take care of for somebody that I, it's been on my list for two weeks. And I don't know why I'm not getting it done. And yeah. we don't realize that that's attached to something. It's a silly little thing and yet it's attached to something. And so when we get it out on paper, what we do is give our brain some room for creativity and a different perspective. And so when we get it on, and then we, one of the things I love to say is, okay, now, where's it going to go on my schedule or is it going to go on my schedule? And what am I, what resistance am I having Mm -hmm. to really get it on my schedule? And so that, that's a ridiculously simple way. Yet the other aspect I would remind people, because it's not, I loved how you brought up so many people think they're all by themselves and uh, surround yourself with people that are willing to be a resource that you are comfortable, uh, and and we are building a community as well for this particular resource, because we know that is going to be a process, and there's an opportunity to connect with people that can and will understand what's happening in your life. Uh, So you'd be surprised when we're comfortable being vulnerable, we give other people permission to be vulnerable as well.
0: Yeah, you know what? I a couple of things that I want to to share on that. I love both of those things. And as you were talking about, you know, get it, doing a brain jump and we realize we just don't have one elephant. We've got a whole herd up in there, you know. So we start <laughs> to unpack them and and align them up. And how often we don't do that. And and it's freeing. I have a lot of journals and notebooks, and that's the first thing that I do if I'm overwhelmed. I will document it out, and then I will kind of realize, oh, okay, and and. Some of those things, as you say, by dealing with one thing, it automatically addresses another. And we can really start to see that. We can also see from there, well, what support do I need? Is this really important? And we can start to do that. But what I love about the second point, and I love the first point, and what I love about the second point is realizing that sometimes it is looking at, well, what environment am I in? Is this group of people? Do I feel empowered? Do I feel like the load has been lightened? Or not. And and it's in times where you are having to go through being relentless, um, consistently living that unlayered life, being that daily commitment, if you continue to go into an environment where y- you seem like you're putting other layers, and not only that, I tell you what, there's some people that just don't want you own have your own layers, they want to stick their layers on you too. Don't be taking on other people's, you know, crap. <laughs> so <Literally. laughs> we need to be mindful of that too particularly when situations around the world which we're facing now is is um you know complex for for sure and and recognizing that as well you know years ago I I remembered um, one of my colleagues she she'd wrote a book and I can't remember what the book was but she was talking about there's and say eight people that you will need or, or categories of people a sage a mentor, a friend that you can just dump, you know, on doesn't, don't, I don't need a, you know, reasons why or, or, or or answers. I just need to offload this. And, and so realizing that community, even if we don't be able to see each other, you know, face to face, but having a community that we can connect with virtually and having people trusted people that we can go and get that support from a coach, a mentor, you know, I think that's so important because I'm sure you've got coaches too. You're a coach, yeah, you have a coach. I have I'm coaches. Multiple <laughs> so, and mentors
1: for sure. Well, and Amory, there's a couple of things you said that I, I and I speak about regularly as well as in the book is that who we attract to ourselves is a really big deal and how we pay attention to, to what they add to our lives and what they want to take away. And who, uh, what I said, the solo cast is who we allow to plug in makes an impact, right? And so our opportunity, and I talk about bridge building as well, because when we meet somebody where they are and we recognize if we're connecting or not, because even Brene Brown would say, there are times when you don't want to share. There are times and people that there, you want to allow that space and allow them to, and, and discover whether or not they're truly ready and willing to look in their own mirror. Because it, you, when you're ready, you want to surround yourself with people that want to grow with you. Yeah. And if that's something that you're recognizing, I want people to truly hear this. And I, I tell people, uh, I never recommend divorce. I never recommend that. Uh, yet what I do say is sometimes this, the sin is the marriage and sometimes uh, the opportunity is to recognize that, uh, and I write about this aspect as well as sometimes, uh, when we're ready to get into the next layer and the other person isn't and or they're not willing to address the layer or what happened or any of those details. And they're stuck there. There, there's some decisions that have to be made and or usually ideally before the marriage. <laughs> so there's some other pieces of that puzzle, right? And so I know there's a lot of hot topics, yet I, I really want to help people understand that who we surround ourselves with and who we allow in our lives and how we build bridges, not only for ourselves personally, because we've got to we get to be purposeful about how we show up and how we shine our light and how we unveil our potential. We also get to, once, as you said, we, once we're starting to let go of the elephant or take the bites out of the elephant, and we're really releasing some of these layers and getting to understand what it means to liberate yourself and live unlayered, we get to also recognize that not everybody's ready yet. And we get to slowly be supportive to them, yet understand what boundaries we get to set so that mm-hmm. they get to choose what they do and how they do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. You know, and sometimes, sometimes you just need a good cry.
1: You know, sometimes.
0: Sometimes you just need, to cry. there is nothing. And, you know, there's some people, oh, too emotional, whatever. Sometimes there's so much. And, and even I do that, I will just bawl. And then I go, I'm feeling good now. Right, what's the next thing that I need to do? It's just a releasing. For some people, they like to walk, to dance, whatever. Others, and, you know, do not judge yourself and do not let other people judge you. If that's what you need to do, find yourself a quiet corner, wait till everyone's out, turn the music up and ball for your life.
1: It's a release, isn't it? Um, It is a dear friend of mine literally wants to build a crying wall where people can just come and cry. It's just so it's, and it's freeing and men and women, anyone, there is a gift of allowing because our bodies do hold emotion and emotion. I used to, when I worked in a real estate office years ago, and I had what they call a fishbowl um, office and everybody would say, if you went into April's office, you were crying. Just understand didn't matter with men or women. <laughs> and yeah. I, I used to be uncomfortable about, and I I really learned over the years that when we have emotion, it allows us to move forward. It allows us to release all the things that we're holding inside and allow it to get expressed. And I was at a church service the other day and the man's crying. He's like, I don't cry. And And everybody's like, no, men really do cry. It's okay. It's allowed because, and I can tell you, the onions cause, because we are all onions, we're going to cry at some point, especially when we're. (laughs) That's right. Lord made men with cats got tear ducts too. There's a reason why
0: (laughs) we use them, you know. (laughs) (laughs) my husband watching tv or something I mean I can cry at the drop of a hat you know especially movies because I I'm just there with the actors you know or whatever's going on and my husband will often look all my kids and it's a there's mum again you know I said well whatever you know because yeah you know you when you're empathetic to to others you can but for yourself there's no shame in in having a cry especially when you find find or you know find yourself going through um situations even for men you know both men and women that have been through so much over the last 12 18 months and probably still you know in in coming months to have a cry and and Don't, you know, don't uh, bring on any secondary emotions such as, uh, you know, shame or anything like that. It's just a normal part of life. So, so April, how can people find out more about you, your book, all of those good things? Can you share that before we finish the show today?
1: It's always a joy to spend time and have amazing conversations with you, Anne-Marie. It is beautiful. Uh, anyone is welcome to reach out to onelightahead.com there's a way to communicate there there's also a opportunity to any any book uh, publisher is slaying the onion will be released october 27th the, there will be soft and hard copies right now it's showing kindle yet there will be and you can actually on our academies onelightacademy.com you can actually get a, a signed copy and, uh, called Under the Onion as well. So there's so many different options. Yet, uh, And I'm on LinkedIn and all the social medias. That's how we got connected. Uh, and it's a very valuable resource. And one other uh, final note is that it's okay to give yourself permission to work through and not feel... As if there's a moment to cry, there's moments to celebrate, there's moments to really be mm-hmm. liberated and and proud of yourself and, and thankful because and I, I mentioned this in that solo cast I mentioned is that uh one of the things we get the opportunity to recognize is that we are being used and we are we are get to be a gift and share our gifts and allow ourselves to be thankful for them. That is a beautiful yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes we look back at our lives and when we have healed from something, we've dealt with it, we've grown from it. There can be such a gift, isn't it, to share that story because we have walked the path, we've gone through the journey, the insights that we've learned. And, and I know a lot of coaches incorporate that into the work that they do, don't they, because they're able to support clients because of uh, having walked that journey before. Not that you always have to do that, but I, I share that because now is a time particularly where uh, inspiring hope, there is always hope that I would say, you know, I, I, I share a story and I'm not going to go into it today, but my worst business failure ever, and it really was. Uh, and and I thought this this thing which has just happened to me has got either going to make me or break me. And breaking me is never a choice, never a choice. So it's going to make me, well, what do I have to do to that will enable me? You know, so we make that. You've got to stand up for yourself and say, I've got two choices. I can either bow under, you know, get flattened by this elephant or I can, put, you know, start to push that elephant aside to the point that it gets out and goes back into the, you know, whatever Okay, what, what's a, uh, um, you know, uh, out of Kenya somewhere? So One of those things, I can't think, I'm so tired, you know, but you know what I mean in Safari.
1: Totally
0: Send it back out to, you know, Kenya somewhere, but we have to. We have to, and if you can't do that, rally the people around you that will give that elephant a, a, a nice, uh, friendly nudge. Look, thank you so much. I know that it is am for you, two am now. I think April. Probably yes. <laughs> yeah, it's been so lovely to connect again and to have this conversation, which I think is a, an important one for men and women. Of course, this is women in leadership. But thanks once again for you sharing your your voice, your story, your message on today's show. This podcast
1: is brought to you by the influencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a
0: sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com slash podcast series.